when we think of one night stands, we think of being like drunk in a club. I mean, this has literally never happened to me, so I don't know why I associate <laughs> this with one night stand. Your standard one night stand. <laughs> like, literally, I have never, ever met someone in a club and been like, yeah, I'll fuck you. <laughs> Welcome back to Sextras. Where we talk about sex and all the extras. I'm Honey and my favourite jelly bean flavour is Berry Blue. Berry Blue. (laughs) 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 What a flavour. Such a good flavour. Hi guys, I'm Maria and my favourite jelly bean flavour is Juicy Pear. (laughs) <laughs> I said that really you said that like it was like a really hot take <laughs> but I feel like it kind of is though <laughs> guys we just like went on a mission to get jelly beans I don't, why, why did we even start talking about them I have no idea and I then really we went on a mission know. to go get them and um, yeah. we were talking about sweet flavours what our favourite sweet flavours were <laughs> how I like blue ones yeah, I mean, that blue flavour is just, it's something else. It's because it doesn't exist that in real blueness, life, it's like yeah. the novelty of it. <laughs> yeah, that, <laughs> the blueness of it. It's like escapism. <laughs> uh, um, but yeah, I mean, hot take, we love um, melon flavoured things, mm. just in case you guys wanted to know. Blue I things. just love fruity kind of flavours, but unique ones, you know, like, throw a bit of mango, throw a bit of peach, lychee. juicy pear. Oh, lychee, love that. <laughs> mm-hmm, exactly. Like, I love a little unique, exotic fruit. Mm-hmm. Well, that that was our jelly bean adventure. Thought we'd um let yeah. you guys in on that but Mm -hmm. this week we are talking about we're not really talking about like a specific thing we're having more of like a debate about the concept of quantity versus quality because firstly we've been told that people really like our chatty episodes so that was a nice little like introduction (laughs) to the vibe (laughs) of the episode (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> our jelly bean talk yeah i think that there's a lot of aspects to it because i don't know i think at first glance it's like oh yeah obviously quality over mm-hmm. quantity but then i think when you start to think about it it's like okay but like what if i literally was having sex like once a month and like yeah it was great and it was amazing sex but I'd, maybe i'd kind of rather have like sex that's slightly a little bit worse but I actually yeah. get to have regular sex, you know what I mean? Because then you'd be and so horny the rest of the time. Yeah, I don't know. I think there's like a lot of a lot of layers. I I think the I what I've kind of concluded is that the aim is realistically a sweet little spot in the middle, you know, quality mixing a bit of quantity. You know, <laughs> you've got both. We're gonna start with a little segment where we asked some questions on our Instagram. We did some polls. And the first one was, would you rather have okay sex every day or have really good sex once a week? And 
95% of people said once a week. Yeah. That is I, crazy. No, I, think, I mean, I think that that makes sense. Like, I think it's the obvious answer. in Because I think once a week is quite a lot. And sex every day is quite a lot. I think it obviously depends. Like, if you're in a relationship, it's different. But I think for, like, the average human being, once a week is already kind of enough. Like, you could say yeah. it's enough. If you're having really good sex once a week. Yeah, and I guess like that's people enough. don't. A lot of people don't want to have sex every day. Mm. But I mean, we are asking this extras audience, which and we know that they're horny motherfuckers, so they obviously do want to have sex every day. So I was kind yeah, of, I was kind of surprised. I genuinely thought it'd be kind of higher for the everyday. I thought that people were more horny, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, because okay, let's think about this realistically. Because I mean, obviously. I'm not having sex right now. We really do not need to, like, Mm. spell this out anymore. (laughs) But when I was single before, I had, like, a few people on rotation. And that would mean that I would have sex, like, definitely more than once a week. But not every day. Like, maybe, like, twice or three times a week, depending on the week, you Mm. know? That was, like, an ideal scenario. Yeah. And it was, like, in between okay and, like, really good sex. So I guess that's good. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> the other thing we have to take into account is that girls are not horny when they're not having sex. And they get more horny the more they have sex. Mm. So if you were having really good sex once a week, it would be agony for the rest of the week. <laughs> okay, I I do see where you're coming from, but I think, okay... I'm just trying to think of myself when I was not in a relationship. And I, I think that sex once a week is enough. If if you're having good sex mm. once a week is enough. Really like, good I still, sex once a week. Like, I probably will get horny throughout the week also. But I think if you're not, like, in a relationship, if you're not, like, seeing someone every day and stuff, it's mm. different. Like, I think being single, especially, I'd definitely take really good sex once a week rather than sex every day. I mean, still also in a relationship, I... St- I do think maybe I would take sex once a week. Really yeah, get sex once a week also rather than every day. If you're not in a relationship with someone, I feel like you put a bit more effort into like maintaining the whole shaving situation, mm. hygiene situation. <laughs> so if you were having sex with them every day, that would just be so much effort for and for it to only be okay. Mm. Yeah, the mm. answer is really get sex once a week. Okay, but what about what if we just change the question to be like a lot more general and maybe it doesn't work but what if the question is would you rather have regular sex that's all right or really good sex but you only get to have it once in a while i think I'd then in that and instance i, I think i'd choose regular, regular sex that's all right yeah like but that's see, a different question exactly. that's not what we asked <laughs> but exactly i think the like once a week thing makes it cu- quite easy because it's like mm. realistically i don't need sex every day especially yeah, if you're not like if you're not seeing someone that you could have sex with every day which mm-hmm. if you're not in a relationship especially right now because of covid i'm guessing you're not seeing them every day yeah, you know so it's true. not i feel like it's not something that you really need or feel like you want like if it was once a week versus like regularly once a week you know it's gonna happen once a week and then there's like that pressure on it being once a week and it's like that has to be the really good time that we have (laughs) really good sex whereas if it's just like regularly like more loose then it's like 
Yeah, like once in a while it'll be bomb, you know. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Usually it's just like, all right. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, realistically, anyway, it's not like you're gonna be having really good sex every day. Like some days are gonna be better than others, yeah. anyway. So. Mm. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like, like it has to be pretty bad for it to be bad because sex is good. So realistically, mm-hmm. like any sex that is just not notably bad or awkward is good. Or like, all right, at least. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I'll take it. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I'm not going to complain even if it's all right. But I guess the whole question of, of the episode is like, like, realistically, what should we be striving for? Like, more sex or mm. better sex? This is kind of what... We're kind of at this crossroads because I don't know. I don't really think that there is necessarily a right answer. I think it just depends what you're looking for in your life. But yeah, this is what inspired the episode. But we'll get into it later. Yeah. <laughs> okay. The next one. What makes someone a better fuck? To have lots of sex but with different people, or to have lots of sex with one person? And twenty six percent of people said lots of sex with lots of people, and seventy four percent of people said sex with one person again a tricky one (laughs) because firstly what if that one person you're having sex with is just really shit and you don't really learn anything it's just like you putting in all the effort Mm. and then they're just like ah sex i'll take it how it Mm. is like there's no growth we need growth that's (laughs) an important fact (laughs) and then secondly maybe they are having sex with lots of people but you don't really like actually learn anything again because you're just like a quick fuck and then you move on yeah 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 Yeah, i think there's pros and cons to both i mean okay my thing with lots of shagging loads of different people and actually i'm i'm kind of surprised that it was 26 like i thought that it'd be lower like most people would just think like oh no obviously Mm. just better to shag one person but i think if you look at it from like oh if if you shag loads of different people you can like sort of learn in a more like general like informed research kind of way like what do people most like and like what is most popular with the lady (laughs) (laughs) or whatever you know what i mean so i do see the benefits and then with the one person yeah definitely like what if that person is just kind of shit Mm -hmm. but at the same time i think one person allows you to how you were saying if it's just one time it's like yeah you sleep with them and that's it you don't really like get into it and like Mm. learn their body or whatever you don't really know this person and you never really will so it's kind of like a very fast learning curve whereas if you sleep with someone a lot it's kind of like there's more potential yeah there's more potential for it to be better because the more you do something the more like you know how to do it yeah but also maybe sleeping with loads of people is like a collectibles kind of thing like you pick up all these like little (laughs) tips along the way yeah exactly so there's also that layer but then also with the one person you're also building not trust but like safety at least you know like you feel more comfortable with them yeah and you can explore those collectible things in depth Mm, whereas with a lot of strangers like you might feel too shy or like you don't know them so it's like you won't necessarily be able to bring up or explore these things because Mm. yeah you don't know that person yeah well we do need to get into like the philosophy of the one night stand (laughs) 
but we'll again do that later in the episode. <laughs> so. um, no, but I'm glad that I'm glad that people did see the like. No, I mean there is definitely value in shagging loads of different people. Mm. And someone yeah, messaged yeah. us like saying exactly that that it's better with different people, but not because necessarily you'll have better sex, but it's like then you get to learn more of like what a larger group of people like rather mm. than just just that one specific person yeah it's interesting so maybe that's like the biggest pro of monogamy because you can literally fuck around loads of people when you're single but then when you're sleeping with just one person you can finally it's like a workshop for all those things that you picked up in your single life mm. and you're like okay i can really explore this now like let's get into the nitty gritty <laughs> of this you know mm. <laughs> moving on to the next one uh we asked does your partner's or a potential partner's body count matter to you and 87 percent of people said no and 13 percent of people said yes <laughs> sex positive vibes yeah. <laughs> i actually um i'm gonna out myself and i i actually think yes yeah i was gonna out you anyway <laughs> but okay i was explaining to my boyfriend why i said yes when we were talking about these polls last night mm-hmm. and he he was like yeah but marie you like read so much into the polls like no one actually thinks that this is exactly what you're asking like you've just expanded so much into the your own question and i'm like yeah okay whatever so basically i'll explain that's why we host the podcast (laughs) (laughs) yeah but so basically i think i don't actually care like if someone was like oh i've slept with a hundred people i wouldn't be like oh my god you slut now i can't go out with you i that's not what i mean by i care about my partner's body count and like i probably wouldn't not date someone or date someone because of their body count yeah but I also don't subscribe to this whole idea of like, oh, it's just information that is like really useless information or yeah. like, oh, it doesn't matter. It's in the past. And it's like, you were like, the past is what makes a person a person. Like, shut up. Yeah, like, that is so stupid. It's like those people that are like, I don't care about <laughs> history. What the fuck do you mean? No, like, exactly. Like, okay, I do see what you mean that like, if a person's changed like people can change completely subscribe to that idea like i know people can change and mm-hmm. yeah i don't think that like if someone did this in the past it necessarily means that they're like mm. that it means that they're gonna do it again and like you know yeah, what i mean yeah, there's yeah. a lot of things that play but at the end of the day i do think that things about especially like romantic partners pasts are important and like 100%. do play a part and like specifically like the history of their like relationship and sex life because it's like it tells you about the kind of person they are and like kind of their attitude towards sex like body count can tell you a lot about what someone's attitude towards sex is Mm -hmm. or we were also saying maybe their body count doesn't even actually say anything about the kind of person they are or like what they actually think about sex because someone could have slept with three people and that says like oh they like oh maybe they don't really sleep around a lot like you know they they kind of see it as something important but maybe they don't at all it's just that's just the way it's happened you know what I mean it doesn't necessarily tell you anything but it's like I think it's still it's still useful information like I wouldn't just discard it altogether because like I don't think my body count like reflects 
how much of a slut I think I am <laughs> or like how much of a slut I portray myself as like quite a lot of the time to, when I'm like speaking to people not like <laughs> just in general life yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah I just don't think it's like it can never be irrelevant information is the thing first of all you need their sexual history because you want to know like what's going on down there like did he get tested exactly. are you safe blah 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 secondly why are you not talking about sex like I want to know like I want it to be all on the table like Mm. you get to know about their kinks like what people they slept with have been into maybe they learned something about that kink that they were into or they were like automatically like oh no I'm not into that or like anything related to that like I feel like you should just get everything out in the open at the beginning before you fall in love because then when you fall in love it's like a little bit different because then it's like oh I really don't need to like picture you fucking someone else but if you do it before that yeah it's pretty like calm mm. and I mean equally I do respect and like understand if people don't really want to talk about it and like I do understand if people are like oh the past is a past and like I don't want to talk yeah. about it and I think to me that indicates like either the past is like painful there's like something kind of fucked up there so I don't really want to talk about it or this literally doesn't matter and I don't care so Mm. I don't want to talk about it which either way it's like I mean one is very different than the other but I've heard a lot that it's like oh why do people care about people's body count it doesn't matter which I understand like where it's coming from as in like it doesn't don't matter, feel like, self-conscious about your body count. You wouldn't judge them or, like, you wouldn't not date them because of their body count. Like, that's how it doesn't matter. Mm. But it matters, like, in other ways. Yeah. And this is what... <laughs> this is why my boyfriend was like, yeah, well, that's obviously not what people thought you meant. Like, if you say... If you look at it like that, then, yeah, I see what you're saying. But, like... Well, guys, this is the <laughs> level of detailed analysis we need you yeah. to be doing when you, like... <laughs> tap on our like 10 second story (laughs) (laughs) Um, the amount of time we spent planning the question as well like okay is this the right way to phrase it it's so stupid um but i mean if i read it just like in a very straightforward way like does do i care about my partner's body count no i don't really yeah but I also but think we that, phrased it in a way that doesn't matter to you. But I think that also makes it seem like if if you ask them what their body count was and they told you, then that would change your perspective of them or like if you want to date them or whatever. Yeah. Then it's a yes. But if they tell you and it doesn't really change your feelings, then that's a no. Which is like yeah, that is one way to look at it, but. It's also more complicated than that. It's not just about, like, mm. if you would date them. As we're saying, there's so yeah, many other factors. Exactly. That's the thing. I don't think it would affect whether I would date someone or not. Like, I don't think it's a deal breaker for me in any way. Yeah, but no. I think that it would... It does matter. Like, it does change something. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Because, okay. I mean, if it is a deal breaker, then they're just, like, slut-shaming you, basically. Yeah, but, not like, also not even that. I think it can matter to me because it's, like, if my boyfriend had slept with... 10 girls rather than three girls Mm. I would be like there's seven more girls I have to be thinking about you know what I mean like and it's not that that's gonna like really change anything like realistically deep down that's not actually gonna change anything but Mm -hmm. it's like 
it would still be in it your does, mind. It does, yeah, exactly. It does yeah. change something in my mind. So I feel like people are liars because yeah, I pe- just think I it fucking matter. I was preface this whole conversation with <laughs> people are lying <laughs> because I know for a fact people that we know in real life care about their partner's body counts not just about the number it's not about the number it's about the people behind the number yeah if exactly your partner it's about the has slept with like the most beautiful person on the planet and you run the risk of like running into that person with them mm. out and about in your day-to-day life and you have to be confronted with that knowledge mm. That's going to fuck you up a little bit. Or not fuck you up, but it's going to be in your mind. (laughs) But to bring it back to quality v quantity, though. Yeah. Okay. X's. (laughs) Quality Quantity. Yeah, exactly. Like, (laughs) what if your, like, what if your man has slept with, like, a hundred girls? But they're, like, a solid five. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Or, like, yeah, and they were all just, like, random shags. Or he has had, like, five deep relationships and you know what like I mean? 11 out of exactly 10. like that's quality like i'd much rather the hundred in this scenario no because then if they if they had like three quality exes you have to reframe it and be like those are their standards and i'm meeting that standard like i am part of that standard you might not think that you are but you can be like okay, like, why would he glow down realistically? Like, it's just an upward spiral, so I'm the next natural progression. (laughs) (laughs) You get what I'm saying? This is so not where this maybe episode people was, don't like, care about body go. count, you know. Maybe, <laughs> maybe we're just imposing what we care about. I don't care though. My my ex like wouldn't tell me his actual body count. He's like uh, around this number, and I'm like, that's so vague. Like, mm. I want to know who, what day, <laughs> exactly what you did. Yeah, like need to know the circumstances. And this is what I mean about finding out before you fall in love, because then he would like share things randomly with me after we fell in love and I was like I don't want to know that now like I tried to ask you before so I could get it all out on the table (laughs) and now I know I don't want to know that like yeah maybe we care too much about people's business though like I I think it's a good thing to care about people's business I think I don't see a problem with it I I think if it's someone you're in a relationship with, yeah, why wouldn't you know about their business? Yeah, like, I mean, I'm not going to, like, bug them about it and ask them every day, <laughs> but, like, secretly, am I going to want to know? Yes. And will I ask them once in a while? Yes. Yeah. It's just interesting also. It's like, people, I don't know, it's like, people make it sound like it's so childish to care about body count or whatever, but it's like, it's kind of interesting. It's like... People make it sound like it's so childish to to just, like, care about things in general, but it's like... (laughs) I mean, I said, I I don't get why people say it's childish, but I actually do get it, because obviously a lot of problems kind of do come from it, because it's, like, you know, such a big thing, and people get slut-shamed, or, like, people are under loads of pressure to to have some kind of number and, like, raise those numbers, and it's such a thing. Yeah, but we're not gonna, like, get anywhere in terms of sex positivity if we can't just, like, openly discuss these things with our, like, actual partners. Because I feel like a lot of the time indifference can be used as a, like, mask to cover shame. Like, you can kind of be like, oh, but why does it matter to you? But actually it's because you're secretly ashamed. 
of your number. Oh, I see, I see, yeah, yeah. Sort of what I was getting, trying to get at is that it, I feel like it does get kind of harmful. It can be kind of harmful. Like, if everyone, if, if everyone did talk about their number and, it, like, were, was really open about it and stuff, I feel like there would still come problems from it because I think there's the time when we're growing up that everyone kind of starts talking about it and it's kind of, like, a thing. And mm-hmm. I feel like it becomes, you just feel, like, self-conscious and, like, you want to, like bring those numbers up and like it becomes sort of like a game like, like especially game, like in yeah. uni culture like you just really want to drive those numbers up and yeah it can become sort of like you're just doing it to get an extra body rather than like i actually yeah. want to sleep with this person <laughs> i feel like sometimes it kind of just becomes like a yeah like a game yeah that's true okay the last one has your best sex been with one night stands or in a long-term thing and 84% of people said in a long term thing. And I really thought it would be like most people. I kind of just put that in as like, oh, I'd be interested in it. Like, kind of interested to see if there's a lot of people that have had really good one night stands. And I feel like 16% is a lot. Maybe we're just... Well, I feel like I hate on one night stands a lot just because I feel like I haven't had the most amazing one night stands. But you always say that you've had pretty good yeah well should we get into like the philosophy of the, the one philosophy. night stand <laughs> yeah go on <laughs> okay so we were talking about this and we were like when we think of one night stands we think of being like drunk in a club i mean this has literally never happened to me so i don't know why i associate <laughs> this with one night stands. your standard one night stand <laughs> like literally i have never ever met someone in a club and been like yeah i'll fuck you <laughs> no so anyway <laughs> we think about being drunk in a club or like on a night out you meet someone you have sex with them or like just someone off tinder who you have sex with once blah 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 mm. Again, reflecting our age, this is not necessarily how one night stands always happen, but like I'm pretty sure everyone at uni, apart from me apparently, has <laughs> had this kind of experience. And in that case, firstly, you don't have good sex when you're drunk anyway, because it's just like, let's just stick it in and like get it over with. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you're probably not gonna like communicate what you want to some random stranger that you just like met off the street. Mm. So that's the thing about one night stands is like, I feel like they have the potential to be good. If you're like sober, you meet someone like first, maybe you go on a Tinder date and you like spend loads of time with them or just like any kind of date and then you sleep with them once and then that's it. Or I was saying if you sleep with someone off a dating app but you like text first about what you're into and then there's more potential for it to be good. Mm. Also, one night stands like, I'm not looking to have good sex necessarily Mm. or like looking to have an orgasm at the end of the night. Maybe it's just like in the moment it's just like a horny moment and kind of what I'm looking for is a one night stand. Like it's just a stranger that I can fuck and it's like I'm never going to see this guy again. And like... I think that for a lot of people, actually, like, one-night stands is a, a time that you can be more vocal and, like, say what yeah. you want and stuff. Which I think never see I again. just don't have that this experience. But I oh, know yeah. that a lot of people would say that, you know? That's the thing about the one-night stand. It's not... I feel like when we talk about having good sex or, 
like the sex that we're looking for or whatever. I don't think we're referring to one night stands because I feel like that's an experience in itself. Like, I yeah, know. I feel like it's just quite separate from the sphere of good sex. And obviously, it's kind of fucked up that one night stands in our female minds don't equate to like an orgasm yeah it (laughs) this is like another thing we were saying is like yeah maybe but a one night stand like not really looking to come and it's like yeah like why not like why can't this just be a normal part of my sex experience just all the time how it is for men Mm -hmm. you know yeah (laughs) yeah no so obviously that is kind of fucked up but for now that's how it is maybe it will change in the future literally who knows or maybe one of us will have a really good one night stand and be really surprised by it Mm. actually i have slept with like as i've said i've slept with quite a few people off tinder who have made like a very decent effort so it's like nice yeah pretty good pretty good but they were like but like older than me surely it comes with age i feel like this Mm. is a trend that we've all heard you know so that's like the basic <laughs> philosophy of one night stands. Glad we covered that. Glad we got that out of the way. Now let's talk more about quantity as a case. Okay, I think as well the thing with one night stands and just the thing with like quantity being a pro is that you can just have really good sex without coming because in my mind quality means coming and like there's like a bit of spice in there, there's like (laughs) chemistry, like you try a few things out, it's like, you know, Mm. ticking off the boxes. But with quantity or like just fucking people once or twice if you just really enjoy penetrative sex which i do that is like still very good sex to me Mm. and like you can still have a lot of fun from like the thrill of the chase or like the thrill of like getting ready to go get fucked or Mm. whatever and i think that's all part of it yeah well i think there's two things to consider with quantity there's (laughs) (laughs) so serious (laughs) well there's two things that i was thinking about we're talking about sort of quantity as in different people that you're sleeping with yeah yeah, so having a high body count or whatever yeah and also we're talking about regularity as in like having a lot of sex but like one can give you the other so Mm. for instance like if you're sleeping with loads of people then that can mean that maybe you can be having more sex than you would if you're sleeping with one person because that person might only be available this one night a week yeah but if i'm like seeing all these other people then i can have more regular sex as well yeah that's true so that's another little plus Mm. but alternatively though if you have one main person or plug or whatever I feel like you could see them more and it's less orcs I mean the two kind of quantities that we're talking about kind of intertwine a bit here you know yeah I was helping also... each other out <laughs> <laughs> I was also gonna say that I feel like for some people depending on the kind of person that you are and obviously we haven't reached this like stage of maturity in our lives but you know it might happen um that a one night stand is quite like liberatory because it uh, like as we were saying it can just be kind of like this quite confined space to just literally explore whatever you want with that person obviously like consensual and you discuss it all first 
or like when you meet them and like right before you're about to fuck it's <laughs> what I mean by first <laughs> and then you just never see them again and it's like yeah that was like something I wanted to try and now I've ticked it off now onto the next person and it's like you don't even have to think about it mm. like it could be a little confined space to like set you free mm. that's true and I mean when I started having sex I but I wasn't in a relationship I've said this time and time again, I feel, but I was kind of, like, just waiting for this guy to ask me around and, you know, to, like, mm-hmm. want to see me. And it You're was still, like... at the mercy like, of his booty calls. At the mercy of his booty calls, as I so famously like to say. <laughs> so it was kind of, like, once a week that I would see him and therefore get to have sex. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So I think after I got out of that and and went to uni and I started figuring out this whole, like, oh, I don't want to be waiting around for, like, no man, you know? <laughs> so I was like... <laughs> so I was like, i got to get myself my... Your rota. My rota, because yeah. then I can have as much sex as I want to be having. Because if one guy doesn't call me up, then it's like, it's cool, I have another one. Yeah. You know, so it's like... You don't rely on... It's a little on bit about taking control of how much sex you are having. Because I also feel like you could still be having sex maybe once or twice a week... But because you're the one that's kind of in control, it's like... Yeah, exactly. You it have doesn't the feel, choice. Like, it feels like you're having sex just as much as you want to have because that is kind of what's happening. Yeah. I think that when it starts to get a bit dire and you're, like, getting a bit desperate is when you feel like it's not your choice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is exactly <clears throat> the problem with dry spells that I was thinking about mm. after we recorded the episode because I was like, I think there's so much shame around dry spells because it's like oh, you're not in control of that. Mm. You really, like, let yourself go there, then you? Like, mm. you really let yourself down with that one. Whereas if you have a rotor, that is always the best scenario because it's like, oh, I feel like fucking this person tonight. Off I go. And that in itself is a thrill. Like, yeah. that contributes to yeah. the thrill mm, yeah, of sex, I mean. even if you don't come. Yeah, for sure. I mean, and I the not coming thing, like, I think when I was doing this and at the start of having sex and stuff and when you kind of want to feel this whole like thrill and in control and stuff I think to me at that point it was more about just having lots of sex like it didn't really matter whether that sex was good or not really Mm. I feel like I didn't really care and I wasn't Mm. really thinking that much about it also I think now I've started to think a lot more about it and I don't know I'm, I'm not saying that now I'm like yeah I just I only really care about having good sex rather than lots of sex or whatever because that's yeah. still not really true. Like, I'm still a horny fucker, but... <laughs> yeah, it is an age thing, annoying, because when I think back to when I started having sex, as with, like, anything that's new, really, you're just, like, the first time you have it, well, for most people anyway, you're, like, oh, this is great, I want to keep doing this, like, let's just keep, like, whacking them out. Mm. And you don't really stop to think, oh, is this, like, the best way I could be doing this? And I think that just comes with the newness of it. It's not necessarily, like, oh, I think quantity is better. But it is also, like, with the whole body count competition kind of thing. Mm. Like, I very much remember being, like, oh, I have to stack up all these people Mm. and be, like, okay, this is great. But, again, that in itself reduces the quality because you're, like, not actually thinking about those people as actual people to have that sexual experience with you're thinking more of them as like conquests or like oh this is just another number to 
cross off my tally or whatever yeah and i think during those times it also becomes a thing of like if someone has a really high body count you just assume actually up until now like you just assume oh they they can fuck you know like oh they're really good at sex when in fact usually my one of my friends are like the highest body count literally admitted to me actually i actually realized this yesterday that he doesn't know what a clit is so that has just literally made me feel sick. I literally gave him such a telling off. I'm like, how can you have slept with yeah. like this many girls and you don't even know what a clit is? Like that is so embarrassing. Yeah, poor girls as well. <laughs> exactly. But this is what I mean. I think like there is this thing of if you fuck loads of girls, you will like you're a you're a shagger and like, oh, you're mm. so sick and like you really know how to fuck or whatever. But that's just not true like it doesn't actually mean anything about how good you are at sex or not because i'm i'm yeah. even thinking like when i was getting those numbers in or whatever it's not really like i was like learning that much more you know what i mean i feel like i was kind of just going through the paces and yeah yeah you're not really in the moment which is just so weird if you think about it but so many people go through their whole lives with that mentality yeah, 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 yeah. No, and it's 100%. like a massive part of like lad culture as well Mm. and like masculinity toxic masculinity okay well now that we've identified that we want to improve the the quality of our sex life we're like okay yes maybe quantity is important but we want to maybe focus a little bit more on quality because we haven't been doing that for the past few years yes yes so yes. what i mean i feel like that's a bit unfair to say that considering you've been in the two relationship <laughs> no, no no i'm just saying as in like in the past sorry no, no, no. <laughs> i'm just joking what are some of the things we've been saying like we should you know strategies to put in place or like things that we've maybe just been thinking a little bit more about that we're like oh yeah okay something to know i should you know look at that think about that strategies number one higher standards (laughs) yeah just because someone has a dick like what does that mean (laughs) (laughs) Like, you can't fuck them just for that, like, pure reason and because they're interested in you. So, high standards. What can they bring to the table? Are they into the same things as you? Do they know what a clit is? (laughs) Can they make you come? Or are they going to at least try to? And is it not going to be, like, this one-sided interaction? And... But how can you tell those things? yeah that's the problem is like how do you find those people this is the big big issue is like dating apps not really the place to do that Mm. but what else does that leave realistically real life you're just like about to meet someone in a fucking cafe and be like (laughs) oh hey like do you know what a clit is (laughs) do you want to (laughs) fuck well i think it's a good it's a good first step to be like okay, I want to have better sex. Like, Mm. I feel like that's a great thing to realise. You're like, okay, I don't... Yeah, I'm not enjoying the sex that I'm having. Or maybe you are, but just, I want to have better quality sex. Fair enough. Good. Okay, at least you know that. Yeah, we're having trouble with implementing this mentality into our lives, really. We we do have a lot of conversations about (laughs) (laughs) how to go about actually doing this. Because it is really hard. I think it's really hard 
to ask for what you want even when you know what it is you want I think it's very hard to do it and a lot of the time we kind of just want people or expect people or just want people to kind of get them by themselves like we don't want to have to ask for it I think it takes a lot of the a lot of the, the thrill. Yeah. I hate, like, me and my boyfriend will be just, like, chilling all the time. And he'll be like, oh, do you want me to give you head? And it's like, yeah, maybe I do. But I really don't want to have to be like, yeah, can you please give me head? Yeah. Like, what the <laughs> fuck? It's so awkward. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah I completely get you. <laughs> so, yeah, I think it's really hard to ask for what you want. And I'm mm-hmm. really realising how hard it actually is because I feel like I preach it all the time. And even to myself, I'm just like, yeah, you you know what you want, girl, you know. But then I find myself, like, really not being able to say it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then because the quantity problem is so ingrained in our heads, if you're horny, it's like... I'll just take what I can yeah, get. Yeah, so true. Like, I'll literally take whatever I can get. And because, as we said, it's not terrible, unless it is really, really mm. terrible. At least it's still something. Mm. So you're like, okay, I'll accept that. But then how do you, like, move past that once you've gone part, like, through the super horny phase to being like, okay, is there a way we can non-verbally communicate what we want? Yeah, but I don't think guys get that concept, (laughs) clearly. Otherwise, we'd all be having better sex. So really, our only option is to just outright tell them. And a lot of people would argue, okay, why are you having sex if you can't just tell them, like, straight out, which is a Mm. fair argument. However, we are still... 20, yeah, 21. Yeah, I think it's a fair argument, but I really hate it when people say stuff like that because, like, I'm in a two-year relationship and I'm realising more and more, like, how much stuff I feel really, like, shy and embarrassed about asking for, you know, or, like, yeah. saying out loud. And it makes me feel like there's something wrong with me or my relationship because I'm like, yeah. oh, yeah, like, what's wrong with me that I can't even, like, do that? I'm literally letting this person see me naked and have sex with yeah. me, yet I can't even do this, you know what I mean? But it's like... I, it's not stuff we've really been taught. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, so then what is going to happen as well? You're not going to date anyone or sleep with anyone and then one day you're suddenly going to wake up and be like, I know how to ask for what I want. Let's <laughs> go out and do that today. Yeah. Like, no, it's a gradual process. Yeah. I, I'm The more and more I think about it, I really feel like it's a ripping off the band-aid thing. I've been really thinking, like, mm. I'm going to try this in my own life. I was going to... I really want to, like get more into dirty talk and like for my boyfriend to be more dominating and stuff Mm -hmm. but I really don't know how to say that or like I don't necessarily want to ask for it like I don't want to like sit down and be like oh I'd really like it if you were more Mm. I don't know because then it would feel to me like what then when he did it he was like doing it like really forcibly you know what Mm. I mean so I was thinking okay how can you like ask for what you want but, like, not make it into a whole conversation thing if you're, like, if you're feeling a little bit too shy. And I think it it works for certain things, but obviously if you're going to get into, like, choking or, like, bondage or, like, anything that yeah, could be a bit of dangerous, like, I feel like education. you need a little bit more conversation. <laughs> but I'm talking for more things that it's, like, dirty talk. Maybe I'm, like, oh, I want him to call me, like, I don't know, say, like, oh, you want that, you little slut, or something like yeah. that. You know what I mean? So I was thinking, what if, like, right before we start having sex, you'd say it kind of in, like, a 
sexy way, like, I want you to do this and this and this and this. Yeah. And then I feel like it wouldn't be so scary. But what I also find scary about it is, like, I feel really weird, like, acting sexy because it feels like I'm really trying. Oh, yeah, I hate that. Oh, there's just so many layers that I feel like... Yeah. The answer is simple in that, yeah, you just need to, like, sit down and start having these conversations and, like, tell Mm. people what you want and all these things. But obviously it's a lot harder to do that. So I think right now we're in our first stages of, yeah, Yeah. we want to have better sex, like, really be, like, getting what we want and, like, pleasure, good times, all of that. But we're step-by-step seeing maybe some ways to do it that are not so so scary do you think it's a confidence thing i think i think so i mean because i always like i'm like i think i'm a pretty confident person but then sometimes i'll like set myself small challenges in my head of like how confident really are you okay so then (laughs) so then i'm like okay could i just literally go up to someone and like ask for their number or like flirt with them and then I'm like, no, I couldn't do that. <laughs> so that's the simple answer to that. But for guys, that is just like a given. So I feel like for us to be able to ask for what we want during sex, like you kind of do need to be at the same level of audacity that guys have for it to be like, okay, well now we are really taking control of what we want and Mm. we're able to literally just ask for exactly what we want. Yeah. I feel like we're definitely on the brink of being able, of being like, yeah, genuinely though, because... I feel like even up until a few months ago, I kind of didn't even clock how many excuses we make. Like, I don't want to sound like excuses because honestly, like, I love, I have had good sex, you know? But I think, like, all the time we kind of say things like, oh, yeah, but, like, I knew I wasn't going to come, but, like, it was still good. And, like, a lot of the time that is true and it is still good, but we shouldn't have to not come. That shouldn't be the standard. Yeah, we shouldn't have to just decide that, yeah, okay. Like, coming isn't the goal. Like, it shouldn't always be the goal. and, And I do agree with that. But I think that for the longest time we have just decided that it's just, like, kind of, okay, yeah, if you get lucky... When for men, it's just if you put your dick inside a hole. Yeah. And it's just kind of like, when are we going to get this kind of appreciation? <laughs> like, yeah, when are so we going to get this treatment? We just have to start acting like we deserve the treatment and then we oh, will yeah. get it. It's just fake it till you make it, all of this shit. It, like, really it honestly is. is. This is the experiment that we're going to do as well. Like, <laughs> we're going to start fucking like we are guys, which, as I said, is the premise of the first episode of Sex and the City. <laughs> but. Maybe if we just start doing that, guys will see what's been happening. And honestly, for me, having sex like coming isn't the goal is probably more likely to make me come than if that is the goal. Because sometimes guys are just like a bit too into wanting to do mm. it again. It's like a conquest thing. Like they want to be able to say they made you mm. come and that's not hot. So I feel like sometimes that is the way forward. But then we have to like trick guys into it. <laughs> I'm like, I've I read something that was like tips for how girls can like have more orgasm if they're mm. having a one night stand with someone, and now the guy is like, oh, give me head. They'll be like, oh, I don't go first because it's like a sure way they're gonna get their turn if they give you mm. the same in return first. 
in return first that doesn't really make sense <laughs> but you know what I mean so I feel like that is quite a good way as well yeah like I'm not saying trick guys but it's like how can we reorganize things so it's not like guys can just have that opportunity to take advantage mm. of the situation and just mm. like get their their pleasure and then move on with their life yeah I mean <laughs> this friend that I mentioned earlier that doesn't that didn't know what the clip was he famously and self-admittedly he's like yeah I just don't know how to give head and has only really given head like a handful of times in his life mm. but recently like a couple girls he slept with were like right you're gonna go get down there and kind of just like forced him to go down there and we're just like yeah you're doing a terrible job and like we're like trying to like teach him and direct his head that's so ballsy (laughs) yeah which is like okay cool lit like that's great i feel like girls are kind of like they really are like i feel like we're stepping up yeah we're kind of like i feel like no but i actually have heard so many more people talking about it and like shit seen so much shit about it like girls just saying mm-hmm. like is this normal like why are we not coming <laughs> why do we expect the band i feel like it's kind of girls are kind of like yeah we're not like we mm-hmm. cannot be bothered with this shit anymore genuinely the in like the, the last beginning three of the end, years i kind of feel it's I the revolution feel. like this is the new sexual revolution yeah i feel like it it is getting close to the beginning of the end of the orgasm gap mm-hmm Guys, if you have, like, any tips or any stories of things that you've literally just done in the moment, you're like, okay, I'm going to go for this and I'm just going to, like, say this mm. to a guy, like, do this during sex, please send us those stories. Yeah. And we want to know all your tips and we'll read them out. Yeah, or because... any other tips on how to improve the quality of your sex life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And to, like, ask for what you want. And please don't just send, just say it, because, like, that's not helpful, clearly, as this whole episode has really been about. (laughs) But it will genuinely be so helpful, because we also have listeners of loads of different ages as well, I feel, so Mm. it would be helpful to have tips from older listeners, and maybe, like, even younger listeners can give older listeners, like, more tips as well. The, The thing that we wanted to talk about as well is, obviously, we have a sex podcast, and before we had the sex podcast even sex was kind of our thing we would always talk about it and I feel like that has kind of come along with the idea that like we just have loads of sex or we have really good sex oh yeah and I feel like that also had like a bit of pressure in like wrapped up with it of like we should be having more sex Mm. and now we have to kind of step back and be like okay but that's not a thing and also I really genuinely get kind of scared about when I start having sex again if I have to tell them that I have a sex podcast (laughs) and then they think that like I'm some like sex genie (laughs) and like (laughs) and then they like expect the sex to be like way better than it actually is <laughs> and then I'm just like disappointing them. yeah no I so see what you mean yeah I think like loads of my friends and even my boyfriend like when he met me I was kind of like had a rep you know and it's the whole thing of like yeah like Maria she just like loves sex and has so much sex so then like mm-hmm. I remember this one time we just weren't having sex for a bit like I just wasn't really in the mood for it like a while and he, I'm pretty sure he said something along the lines of like, oh, but like you're Maria, like you love sex kind of thing, mm-hmm. which is like, it's fine. 
I have made it into my thing, you know? Like, it's not by anyone else's fault, really. But, I don't know. I do think that it's, like, it's... It's made me kind of be like, oh, yeah, no, like, I have to love sex. And, like, yeah, you have oh, to I love have all to, like, things about sex. Yeah, and, like, I well. have to be good at it. And, like, I have to, you know, be willing to try, like, all of these yeah. things. And, yeah, like, there's been moments when my boyfriend's, like, when I'm, like, oh, I don't know. Like, I'm not sure about this. Like, it's kind of yeah. scary. And he's, like, but you're, what do you mean? Like, yeah, no, I you know, and, get you. And it's mostly a joke, and I do get that. But it does, like, kind of fuck with my mind sometimes. I'm, like... I feel like I'm just lying. Like, I don't... My sex isn't even that good. And I'm just, yeah. like, lying to everyone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, because, like, my ex did that as well. Like, he'd be like, oh, let's do this. And I'd be like, no, I'm not into it. And he's like, yeah, but, like, you're... you, But it's you. Like, you yeah. should be into yeah, it. Yeah, like, yeah, you're... What do you mean? You're into everything. It's yeah, like, it's like, oh. I think just that idea that someone likes sex and is open about the fact that they like sex somehow means that they should mm. just be up for anything but it's like no we still have standards <laughs> you know to an extent <laughs> yeah I mean yeah I, I mean it more like it just fucks with my head a bit mm. but yeah yeah no I fully get you but yeah I think it's just like the whole idea of quality is coming to the realization that like we don't need to have sex all the time and like we don't really need to feel this pressure of having to have sex all the time or being into everything we're just like mellowing out you know (laughs) (laughs) yeah Yeah. like figuring out that good shit and going in that direction rather than kind of trying to do it all we will continue on that path we will Mm -hmm. one day get to that perfect balance yeah we'll let you guys know we'll keep you updated on our journey (laughs) but yeah let us know what you guys think quality versus quantity i mean i feel like our conclusion is basically it's a little mix of both Mm. maybe quality is something that you come to later in life you learn to appreciate the finer things in life as you get older exactly (laughs) whereas quantity is for like the thrill of the chase like the young ambitious energetic (laughs) soul (laughs) anyway (laughs) so let us know your thoughts again send us your little tips for getting what you want communicating what you want with people you're in a relationship with or just like random people you've had sex with send us any submissions you want at any point you want in your (laughs) life we love it and the ways you can message us find us is on our website which is www.sextraspodcast.com forward slash confessions if you want to go straight to the confessions page but we also have all our episodes on there all our artwork on there everything that you really need to know go check it out you can find us on instagram at sextras podcast facebook sextras podcast or you can email us sextras podcast at gmail.com and you can subscribe and leave us a review on apple podcasts and we'll see you next week bye You've been listening to Sextras, presented by Honey Jane Wyatt and Maria Jose Hayodatiyi, produced by Mabel Productions. Thanks.